Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the Praising Wolves podcast. As always, Marina and I want to give a quick disclaimer. Neither Marina or myself are professional biologists, ecologists, or zoologists. We simply have a passion for wildlife and for wolves, and we have gained a lot of knowledge while working here at the Halliburton Forest Wolf Center. The subject of wolves is a very highly contested issue, and we do not speculate to have all of the correct answers. We simply want to share with you guys all of the things that we have learned from books, research articles, documentaries, and wildlife researchers themselves. This week, we caught up with Crystal Hewitt from Speaking of Wildlife, who has been taking great care of a beautiful wolf named Maverick that was actually donated as a pup from our facility here in Halliburton just a few years ago. Anyways, that being said, let's get to it. Welcome to another lovely Praising Wolves podcast with Marina and Aiden. Uh, today we are going to be speaking with Crystal Hewitt of Speaking of Wildlife. Really great organization that houses uh, rehabilitated non-releasable wildlife. So for example, an animal that's been maybe hit by a car and now has impaired senses that it can't hunt for itself in the wild. Um, they're able to give sanctuary to these sorts of animals. And then in turn, educate the public about this wildlife um, and how to avoid them ending up in a situation like this. So we're gonna talk with Crystal a little bit today, um, but kind of the best part about it <laughs> is one particular critter that Crystal has uh, that may or may not have been, totally was, <laughs> born here at the Halliburton Forest Wolf Center. His name's Maverick. Um, I'm kind of in love with Maverick. If you've ever talked with me about Maverick, you would know this. Um, <laughs> you would know this. <laughs> I have a little wolfy crush on Maverick, okay? Um, he's well-named. Um, <laughs> Did anyways. you name him? No, I didn't uh, name him. <laughs> no. subtle he's, confidence boost? He's well-named. You know, like a Maverick. Right, you know, right, right. when somebody says about anyway, okay. we're not going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, so we're going to give Crystal a ring and uh, chat with her about her kind of experience um, working with Maverick, um, being that he is a socialized animal. He is used to working with Crystal, which is very different from what we have here at the Wolf Center. So to get kind of another perspective on wolves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, before you call Crystal. Yes. Should we do a quick update on the pack also? Oh, Keep great everyone plan. in the loop? Yes, go for it. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, well, they've all been pretty good. They've all seemed pretty healthy. Um, Quiet. Again, we have Chill. eight wolves. We got Luna, alpha female, Rune, kind of the beta female next in line, and then Quest for the girls, yep. the adult girls. And then Eula, our little puppy lady. Yep. And then on the boys' side, we got uh, Piper, who has taken over, essentially, the yeah. alpha male role. He's, he's pretty solid. And we'll wait and see well. yeah. for breeding season. We're getting close. <laughs> yeah, we're right around the corner now. Yeah. Um, and then we got Quinn, who's still a goofball. goofball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we got Union and Uriel, who are just the two little pup boys. They play just, quite a lot. Yeah, they're loving it. They're just hanging out. Union's uh, something else, though. Yeah, he's he's, he's very mischievous. Trouble. Yeah, he's gonna Little monkey. He's gonna either be like the man when he grows up, or he's gonna not really get there not be the man. <laughs> <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all doing good. They're all healthy. They're all happy today. Just as far hanging as we out. Can tell, yeah. 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 All right, let's all call right, Crystal. Yeah, let's do it. Hey. Imagine yeah. she doesn't answer. 
That would be very sad. She might be going to help a injured fox. Yeah, she told us that she uh, almost wasn't going to be able to do this podcast because a fox needed some help. But <laughs> now she says they're good, so. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Good. Hi, How's... Crystal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have Aiden here with me. He's my other lovely Wolf Center staff that I have. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I have help now. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo-hoo. I'm sure you feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, my guys are coming back in the next, like, week or two. Yay! I'm so pumped. Nice. That's very exciting. Yeah, I've been talking to myself for months now. Oh, that, that's how I felt all summer. Yeah. It's like it's just me and there's some wolves on the other side of the glass and that's about all. <laughs> yeah, and they don't tend to be as responsive in conversations as you know, no, humans. <laughs> no, certainly certainly not. Certainly not. <laughs> Anyways, so Crystal has some uh interesting experience with wolves here. Um now before Maverick though, and before speaking of wildlife is speaking of wildlife, it was the Muskoka Wildlife Center, is that right? Yep. Yeah, and did you guys have wolves there before Maverick? Uh, okay, that's what I thought. I couldn't remember, but I thought that was the thing. Yep, we had, uh, when I started, we had three wolves. Ooh. Uh, that, yeah, that were all born into a pack, I believe, um, and raised by the pack and then transferred together, so they're all siblings. Okay. Um, and when, by the time I, the center had closed, there was two remaining wolves that Went on to retirement and lived a good long life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. So you had, like, some pretty, like, decent experience with wolves prior to Maverick. Yeah, and in that time, we'd also raised a couple of, like, um, Arctic wolves. Okay. Yeah, that were just with us um, for the summer. Sort of a, a temporary placement to get them really comfortable around people, and then we... Okay. I transferred them to a facility that was going to be their forever home. Nice. So that was kind of cool, too, because I got the the difference between gray and arctic wolves. Interesting. What, like, nice. kind of going off of that, what would you say you noticed was kind of like a big difference between the two? If there are any, like, big differences, really. Uh, probably the most notable difference um, from a, like, we hand-raised. I've hand-raised both now, sort of in my time. But um, from that perspective, I would say the Arctic wolves were a little more relaxed. Interesting. (laughs) uh, Yeah, they they weren't quite as intense as our gray wolves are. Wow, okay. That's really interesting, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I would be inclined to think the opposite. Yeah, but their temperament was just just so much different. Like, our, our young wolves, when we're traveling with our education program, tend to be very excitable and they they always need something for the to distract them or to chew on or play with um whereas this summer we had articles they they literally would just lay down and take it all in well (laughs) yeah that's uh okay i my dog wouldn't even do that that's wow okay (laughs) mine either yeah okay interesting so then we go to Wait, wait, wait. Before okay, we get okay, too far, okay. sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. But, Crystal, I know Marina and you know each other a lot better, and Marina kind of knows, speaking of wildlife, better than I do. But can you give me a quick, 
uh, background on yourself of like how you got into all this and what Speaking of Wildlife is slash when it started? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so it's, it's kind of convoluted. Buckle up. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Speaking of Wildlife was actually established back in, uh, what, what, 31 years ago. <laughs> Okay. 1989. There you go. Yeah. That's the year I'm looking for. So we were established back in 1989. Um, and a few years after that, sort of honed in on, on traveling education and the people that I came to uh, work with and, and really learn from um, took over sort of a couple years after it was originally established. And they um, traveled all over the province teaching about all kinds of animals at the time. And then they started to shift their focus towards Ontario wildlife. And in doing so, people started calling them about things like bears and moose and, and these much larger animals that weren't exactly suited to traveling education. So in, um, I believe around 2000, they opened the Muskoka Wildlife Center that Marita just mentioned uh, to the public and were able to build enclosures to house some of those larger animals. Uh, so then they were not only traveling with, with the education team, but also uh, inviting guests in to meet the animals on site. Um, okay. And that's kind of where I started because I was the kid that grew up thinking I wanted to be a vet and then did a co-op placement at a vet clinic, realized it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Right. So like end of high school totally shifted everything I ever believed I wanted to do. Uh, and started working with wildlife, uh, again, in a co-op placement at the Muskoka Wildlife Center. Okay. So, yeah, so then that's when I sort of started working with animals and with wildlife and realized that that was my niche. That was where I wanted to be in the animal care side. Uh, we rescued animals that were non-releasable, so a lot of times they were animals that had, like, a story, uh, mm -hmm. a reason they couldn't be released to the wild, and then also teaching people uh, more about the animals we can find in our backyard proved to be pretty important to me. So uh, I stayed there for you know high, the rest of high school through university and beyond. And when the center closed its doors to the public in 2013, I stayed with Speaking of Wildlife, which was the traveling side of things. It, and that's where we are today. Now I have built a facility to keep it going. Oh, yeah. interesting. And what did you do when you were in university? I went to the University of Guelph for wildlife biology. Oh, uh, cool. I'm at the University of Guelph right now. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> what are you studying? Uh, environmental management. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Interesting. So, and you, like, the speaking of wildlife was more of the traveling <laughs> side of things. So when you say that you stayed with them, were you still, were you actually traveling around with animals yeah so um when they made the shift to like the muskoka wildlife center we continued both but we sort of for a little while dropped that speaking of wildlife name um but technically we were traveling all over to like resorts provincial parks library schools you name it um and we were technically speaking of wildlife of the muskoka wildlife center uh, uh that's just a mouthful <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So, There's a lot. So when the center closed, the two sort of uh, split, and the speaking of wildlife portion of it was able to be continued on uh, with some of our 
more handleable animals, uh, the animals that were still suited to traveling and doing education. Right. Uh, Is that a lot of, like, birds? Like, birds of prey and stuff? Yeah, so we do it all. We've got uh, reptiles, birds, both birds of prey. We've got uh, a couple of geese, so waterfowl <laughs> and birds as well. That's funny. Have and you guys then, gone to the uh, university we've got mammals, Sorry. Uh, everything from, like, the chipmunk, which is our smallest little guy, <laughs> all the way up to maverick. Yeah. Wow. He's a big wow. So, like, 120 grams up to, like, 120 pounds. And you have... <laughs> Is there around like forty-ish animals you have now? Is that right? Yeah, we're yeah. at forty-two. I f- nice. I follow all of your Facebook and Instagram, so <laughs> I probably know more about you than I should. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Did have you guys gone to the University of Guelph and done a thing? Yeah, I actually uh, last year we started uh, visiting for the mammalogy lab. Oh, okay, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So last year I did my first, like, in-person, came and visited a couple of the uh, labs with uh, five of our mammals to kind of talk about the differences and uh, the rehab process that usually gets the animals to us. And then uh, this year I delivered my first virtual lab program Ah. from right here at the center and got to feature math. Yay! Nice, sweet. Yeah, yeah, he's not the one that you'd probably be bringing around places with you. Not anymore. <laughs> no, not anymore. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. No, I'm sure that was exciting for the students to have him included because that's that's like a new and unique thing. Yeah, and it, and it could give us a chance to kind of look at a, a broader variety of mammals. Yeah. Um, because our our smaller, you know, the guys that travel typically tend to be fairly similar like we can bring a, a squirrel a groundhog and a porcupine and they're all rodents <laughs> yeah whoa so. quick side question on the porcupine which i feel like is very blatantly obvious but does he have quills yeah yeah like thirty thousand of them and you bring them around uh yep so oh, he wow. <laughs> was hand raised <laughs> Uh, which has posed some problems in itself. But, yeah, his mom wasn't a, a great mother uh, and wasn't caring for him well when he was wee little. So uh, he actually came to us when he was only a few days old to be hand-raised, oh. which is a feat in itself because there's, like, next to no availability for porcupine formula. Uh, um, yeah. But he was hand-raised by people, so he's pretty comfortable around people, yeah. sometimes a little bit too much. So um, I get a lot of courting behavior. In the pool. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's okay. Uh, Question. Yeah, they don't have any quills on their bellies, so uh, we can pick them up and hold them sort of in From specific spots, and that right. makes it a little easier. <laughs> right, right. So even though we are here at the Wolf Center, I have a number of times been asked the question: Can porcupines shoot their quills? They cannot. Okay, that's what I thought. They can like they like puff out a little bit when they want to be scary, but just, they don't actually shoot them out of their bodies. Just bump into you. Yeah, they're pretty well designed. Like they are modified hairs, um, so they're obviously pricklier than our hair on the top of our head, um, and they're sort of loosely attached. Yeah. So um, what actually happens is that the porcupine basically curls up in a ball, and uh, underneath, sort of in the back, I'd say like third or maybe even up to half of their back is quills that are literally designed for defense and they're pointing in every which direction Uh, and so when they curl up it exposes this like army of quills 
that could get you from any direction. So any way you touch the porcupine, you are going to get quills. Yeah. Yeah, and then the quills actually have, like, overlapping scales on them. So they they make you, they get stuck. Yeah. And they make you a little numb, and then you pull back, and you pull all those quills out of the porcupine. Yeah. 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 I've had a quill before. Not fun. Like in, in you? What were you like, doing? Well, <laughs> oh, no. it's actually, I don't know. I've had a, I've had an interesting journey myself in terms of wildlife. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I had uh, a few years, well, a few years ago, I started hunting and I basically tried to hunt anything that I could eat and like only ate things that I hunt or that I hunted okay. for. Um, and there was a time that I was out and I think I was looking for grouse at the time. And then I found a porcupine and I knew that I could eat them. And it's not my proudest looking back. I have a lot of things that I'm like, I don't, would never do that again. Um, but yeah, I've eaten a porcupine and the cleaning process was very strange and difficult and definitely got a few quills in the hand throughout the process. But yeah, my family ate porcupine on like Christmas Eve, I think, one one year. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. What did you? Surprisingly, I told Taylor's my girlfriend, and I told, uh, obviously, I told Taylor. But when she told her mom, her mom actually thought it was so disgusting that she threw up like instantly. Oh. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. I mean, por- porcupines don't smell great, so I don't have like a super high hope that it, they would taste good, but. It kind of just tasted like pulled pork, to be honest. Well, it depends I on the season. I guess all in the preparation. Yeah. But they're also, I don't, it's kind of a weird, fun fact, but if anyone's ever lost in the woods, you can actually eat I, porcupine raw. What? I was going to say that, actually. Yeah. And they're like, they're like known, I think it's called like lost man's food or something, so that if you're ever stuck in the woods, you can actually, and you don't know how to start a fire or anything, you can actually like sneak up on a porcupine and basically hit it and then you can eat them raw because they don't like have parasites or worms or anything like that yeah i've i've heard that and i've heard that they are fairly easy prey not to diminish the story you just told (laughs) yeah (laughs) no no they are but that's another one that goes along with the survival food is that they can't see very well and they're super slow for the most part yeah Yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend it to anyone, and I wouldn't do it again. And anyone listening, don't try and hunt a porcupine, please. I like them too much. I made the mistake once. But anyways, let's get back to not Not the bad parts of killing animals. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So let's 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 go back then to was it twenty. 2017 was when you got Maverick. That was the litter he was born in. Um, Yep. Yeah, and taking him home, because you would have got him when he was, what, about two weeks old? Yeah. Um, And actually, like, it's kind of interesting that we even took Maverick on when we did, because I was still in the throes of building our facility. I had just taken over the reins myself. Yeah. um, From a colleague, and, like, we were we were we didn't have an enclosure to put him in at that time um and so we yeah, i mean that sounds terrible but obviously we were building at the time so yeah. uh, Mav, when we got the call i was like i don't, I don't know if this is a good idea <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And then, yeah, we got the call from Paul when uh, they, I think the pups were like 10 days old and there's a bit of disturbance in the pack and yeah. one of the pups being removed yes. um, from the, the den. And I knew in that moment, obviously, we were making the right choice. Yeah. Um, and he christened every single one of our enclosures. Like, as he grew, he went from our small mammal enclosures to our slightly larger mammal enclosures until eventually we built him a forested enclosure of his own. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeez. He's got, like, a good chunk of space to run around, too. Like, enough that he can be totally hidden if he feels like it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's given me pause a couple of times. <laughs> Like, he I've, can hide well when he wants. I've seen some of like the photos you post of like, where's Maverick? Can you find him in this photo? And the one of them, I like, I know where to look for my wolves here, but I looked really hard at that photo, <laughs> and I was like, nope, there's no wolf there. I can't find him. No, I drove everyone nuts with that one. It yeah. was admittedly <laughs> too hard. Yeah, he's a cheeky yeah. little little uh, fella. That that Maverick. He is. He's got quite the personality. Yeah. So, what is his like daily life like now, like with you guys? <laughs> what does he eat, or is he pretty active, or does he just kind of hang out? Like, what's kind of his daily routine? Um, he's a good mix of both right now. Um, we've definitely seen a bit of a decrease in in his activity. He used to be a very rambunctious guy. Um, almost like if you saw him laying down, you were like, is something wrong? <laughs> because most of the time that anybody was around, he was like at the fence watching you or, or running like he gets the zoomies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now he's like, he's maturing, he's settling in. Yeah. Um, so if, if people are around, he is quite fond of uh, his human pack. Yeah. So if anybody is around, like I even noticed today I was driving up towards the center and he was already running and, and jumping and like getting excited to see me. Um, <laughs> so if we're around, he's pretty active and he's keeping an eye on what we're doing. Uh, usually at the sort of the beginning and the end of the day, we do a perimeter check of his enclosure. Um, and I mean, right now it's pretty difficult in our deep snow, but <laughs> normally we'll like run it or we'll we'll walk it with him and he's like constantly at your side um chasing you around the enclosure uh so yeah he's as long as we're around he's pretty he's pretty excited to see us right and he has some uh some cow friends too doesn't he (laughs) He maverick has the strangest pack um of like all time so um right now he has a couple of bulls uh, yeah. Curly and Mo that inhabit the pasture land around his enclosure. Yeah, um, which actually began uh, when we first built this enclosure and Mav was a- alone. Um, we introduced the cattle to the pasture, and we actually kept a couple bulls here um, over the course of the winter because we wanted to keep him company. And like, if you see him not moving and you're not exactly sure where he is, you can see a bull. He's usually laying right near them. (laughs) That's that's pretty cute. It's the strangest dynamic because he has no idea that like, sometimes he eats beef. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of which, what is his like diet and when, how often do you guys feed him? Yeah, so we're a little different than you guys in that respect. Uh, we've just won 
um, I, I will try to give him whole prey um, or like whole carcasses. Um, but with this one guy, like a beaver lasts quite a few days. Yeah. Um, okay. So we, instead of like trying to portion whole prey, uh, we will give him stuff we get uh, donated from a grocery store as well. So yeah. he'll get chicken, pork, beef, um, that kind of stuff, as well as venison, moose, bear, beaver. Yeah. Right, right. Mix of both, and we feed him more regularly um, with those other items yeah. than, uh, you know, the kind of, if we give him a beaver, then it's going to be a week maybe before he is hungry again. Whereas if we give him a chicken, he's hungry again tomorrow. Man. <laughs> See, it's so interesting hearing a beaver's yeah. a week because for us to Five to months. have yeah to have beaver last a week with eight wolves <laughs> right now, that's like six beavers that I got yeah. I have to put out. So it's kind of just like an interesting comparison, you know, one one wolf to a whole pack of them. Like, yeah, depends on the size yeah. of the beavers too. Like, if we get really small ones, we're gonna need more. <laughs> but most of them yeah. are pretty big up here, so. For sure, and we'd have to admit, too, that he's probably a, a bit spoiled um, <laughs> in that respect. Yeah. There have definitely been times where we've um, we've thrown something over from him. Like, I thought he'd be so excited. We had a bunch of uh, laying hens donated um, that had been called. So I was like, okay, this is like feathers and bones and feet and all this super fun stuff that Matt's got love. Uh, and he loved it so much that he buried it and brought it back to me three weeks later. Uh, <laughs> In a nasty state. <laughs> nice. That sounds like um, classic wolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and like, obviously, he wasn't hungry because he didn't. He didn't eat any of it. It was in his. It was completely intact. <laughs> he just. That's funny. He was just like, "Yep, I'm gonna keep this over here. I'm gonna make it nice <laughs> and smelly, and then I'm gonna bring it back to my human mom, and she's gonna be so yep. proud of me." <laughs> yeah. And actually, I have a kind of interesting story about some of the stuff he eats. Okay. Um, and just, like, it pulls at all of our center together. Uh, we do get beaver donated, usually, um, throughout the winter. And yeah. so I had fed Mava a whole beaver. And as spring approached, we were actually, we have resident beavers as well. Um, and we were dealing with a dental issue with our resident beaver, who was having to go down to see, like, a dental specialist. <laughs> um, in in Toronto, the beaver. And we yeah. were we were struggling <laughs> to like make this this work because beaver teeth are so unique. And this particular specialist had worked on beavers before, but we were we were having to remove a tooth, and it was just a complicated situation. And finally, she was like, "Oh, I wish I could see what was going on in there." And I was like, "Hmm, let me see what I can do." And I actually retrieved a beaver skull that Maverick and Nature had perfectly, like, preserved Whoa. in his enclosure. Nice. And we were able to provide that to the dental specialist so Whoa. she could, like, break it open and, and pull on the teeth and, like, do all these things that you, you can't do with a living beaver. Yeah. So, like, Maverick's diet helped to actually eventually extract the teeth from our Whoa. beaver. That's pretty cool. That's so, so, in cool. a way, he kind of helped like save them yeah yeah That's for sure because cool. that was it was not a, a good situation beaver teeth are pretty important <laughs> interesting yeah oh yeah they need their teeth that's like yeah that's what they're known for their teeth and their tail <laughs> exactly yeah who is a specialist 
What are they a specialist of? <laughs> uh, so it's actually like it's a it's a dental specialist, like a tooth specialist for like an but like um, oh okay animals. Okay. Yeah, like an animal dental specialist. I didn't even know that's like a yeah. Wow, I think the world of veterinarians is a lot more vast than I think it is. Yeah, the uh, the clinic that we actually um, many of the clinics that we work with or we're working with with her. Um, have like so many specialties that I didn't even realize existed. Wow, that's crazy. Um, just a little fun side note for anybody listening to this. The first time I met Maverick grown up, I cried a little bit. I was so excited. <laughs> I don't even think I knew that. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, but I was also crying a little bit because Fen was there, the fox, and I was like, oh my god, fox. I love foxes. I, I try not to tell people too much because I work at the Wolf Center. But foxes are my favorite animal, so I was a little <laughs> bit crying because there was a fox, like, booping my finger with its nose, and then Maverick was there, and I was just like, what a majestic creature, and yeah, I just teared up a little bit. <laughs> Wait, was... so when did, the first time you met Maverick was at Speaking of Wildlife? Yeah, I went down there, because we had some, like, tree branches, and I think we brought some, like, moose legs or something. And then you guys always come with like a truckload. Yeah, uh, and then we were collecting some samples from Crystal for our track scats and science display. She actually oh. collected a lot of scat samples and hair samples of animals we didn't already have. Oh, so we did kind of like a swap. Like here's some yummy, fun stuff for Maverick and some trees for the other right. animals. And here's, right. and here's some poop for you. And here's some poop for us. It was That's it was the a good weirdest trade. trade. It ever. was a good trade. Um, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, and so that was the first time I met Maverick. And so when did Maverick, sorry, when did Maverick leave here and go there? What year was that? May 2017. So you were working here, or were you at the office? Yeah, I was everywhere. Okay, so did you, were you part of the process of bringing Him out? No. Maverick? No. Okay, okay. No, I was not part of that team. And who was the parents of Maverick then? It was the Luna and Fang. Luna and Fang. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, then we skip forward a few years, which I guess to last year, 2019? Yes, 2019. And yeah, Crystal, 2019. Crystal got another little cutie <laughs> from us to join Maverick and keep him company. Little Lou, who the first time I met her out of the enclosure, I definitely cried a lot and I got peed on a lot as well. <laughs> um, but I was like, afterwards texting some of my closest friends being like I've never been so excited to be peed on in my life and it was pretty <laughs> <laughs> sounds really we text our friends like that is yeah well, I that think it was like a shock value thing but like yeah did you provide context afterward right afterward okay. <laughs> it sounded a little bad at first but just a little I, I remember talking with you a little bit about the differences of ra raising a male wolf pup versus a female wolf pup and how, like, totally different that was. Yeah, I don't like to admit it. It was easier with a male wolf than it was with female. <laughs> yeah, she, she gave you a little extra sass, eh? Oh my goodness, from, like, day one. Yeah, feisty little girl. That's she funny. was. I think by the time she was a little younger when we got her than Matt yeah. was when we got him. Yeah. And I think by the time she like reached, like I don't even think her eyes were open the first time she growled at me. Jeez. By the time she wow. reached the age that he came to us at, she was already like a little ball of fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And like 
that's so consistent with what we see within our pack here. Like, the girls are tougher, sometimes nastier. Like, they're... And, I mean, the same is true with a lot of wild animals. Females can be more territorial. They can be a bit more aggressive. You know, they have the whole role of being a mom, usually. Um, So it's really interesting to hear, like, right from, you know, just being a few days old, that this little thing was (laughs) full of personality. She was. It took Mav, like, six weeks before he he growled or showed any kind of, like, true wolf colors. And before she even opened her eyes, she did. That's so amazing. That's yeah, so it, amazing. It, from what I've gathered, she is uh, definitely like her mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I would say so. Luna's a pretty intense girl. Um, yeah, she just is stunning to me all the time. I just, I don't. She's so wolf. I, I don't know how else to explain yeah. it. She just is so wolf. Um, but yeah, so the two of them, you had to kind of go through like an introduction process. Like they started kind of separate in different enclosures when Lou was quite little. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. it was it was um, very cool, actually. The, the day that Lou came to us, uh, we started the introduction right away because yeah. um, because Maverick was hand-raised and our little wolf world is is quite a bit different um i we wanted him to feel like this was this was a pup that was coming from our pack and we wanted him to know her from the very beginning um and so like when she was only just a few days old and we we first got her we brought her over to the enclosure and i sat there with with them maverick was already like submissive in a way like he was already so excited and he was whiny and he was like rubbing up against Mm. the fence where she was um so I never had any doubt that he was going to be like just a phenomenal big brother yeah Um, (laughs) she on the other hand could not have cared less obviously at that stage she was a little too young to really react or know what was going on uh but as she got older it was very evident that she was going to like rule this pack and (laughs) she she was too distracted by sticks and pine cones and bones and and literally everything else in her environment to even notice that Mav so desperately wanted to play with her (laughs) (laughs) poor guy (laughs) I mean it it would be it was cute to watch because we set up like a small enclosure sort of right outside his where she could you know run around when she was quite young still like too young to even be close to the big enclosure Um, and he would like he would wait for her to chase something else and then he would run with her and she would like stop abruptly and then have a pine cone and be just just nonplussed by the fact that he had (laughs) tried so desperately to play with her (laughs) it was was cute Uh, but eventually like when we introduced them uh, she the enclosure that we've built uh, can be divided so she was on one side and he was on the other yeah and still she was way more interested in digging up every disgusting thing that he had ever buried <laughs> uh, than, than she was with playing with him but he was he was digging um at the the divider the barricade between them uh and basically dug a hole just big enough for her Aww. and then kind of left it alone uh, and so one day when we were watching them kind of through the fence and and seeing how they were reacting 
very close to when we had intended to put them together. We saw her start to show interest in this little hole, and she eventually just went under the fence onto his side, and they basically stayed together from that point on. Oh, my That's God. pretty cool. They totally just, like, figured it out on their own. That's the cutest thing. Yeah, and and like it was it was very interesting to see that they had kind of progressed themselves. Like in the beginning, he wasn't doing that, and she was off doing her own thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, it kind of they figured out that it was time for them to to live together. Wow. Uh, and from that moment too, she told him like every bone she found was hers. Yeah. <laughs> he learned the only way she would play with him is if. Uh, he let her have it for a little bit yeah that's so funny <laughs> that's and then that... he would take it away and she would finally chase him and it was like oh my goodness it's all it's all coming together that's really cute the fact that yeah, he it's... dug the hole and then just kind of like waited for her to make the decision to on her through. own to come through yeah. on that side instead of trying to digging go through and himself. going over yeah yeah that's that's inter- awesome. i mean he would have still been a fair bit bigger than her at that point as well <laughs> yeah. it, it was not a very large hole right. Um, yeah. <laughs> right okay but yeah and then we did all of these like introductions or whenever she was in the large enclosure uh, our staff got to sit and watch so like we were sitting here kind of watching him work out this plan and then just <laughs> abandon ship and we were like what is he doing like why did he do that that's and then we figured it all out when she was like oh look a hole yeah <laughs> that's interesting no, yeah. was that was that like at the point that she had been retired from pro- programming, or did she figure that out like before she was retired? Um, pretty close to when she would have been uh, retired from the program. We didn't truthfully like uh, that happened, and then we didn't just like wash our hands of it and and leave them together. Yeah, uh, we still wanted to see that how the relationship was going to develop. So yeah. she still. Um, we would still remove her from the enclosure yeah. in the evenings. Um, yeah. And so she still traveled. Like, there were definitely days that she was in the enclosure with Maverick, and then the next day she would be traveling. Or um, yeah. She actually went into the enclosure before she had her spay. Yeah. Um, so, like, we, st- I was still able to take her to the vet after they'd been introduced. That's pretty cool. Like, that's kind of a nice way to do it. And, I mean, of course, Maverick was already neutered, so it was, everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting how the two of them, quite the pair. Yeah, and, and they did, the relationship definitely, like, in the beginning, I think, you know, she definitely was more interested in everything he'd hidden and, and wanted to rule the roost, but... Uh, as it progressed, like, they were honestly, like, a dynamic duo. They were so awesome together. Aw. Yeah. 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 They, they loved each other. <laughs> They're very sweet. So, like, what is... I mean, I'm just trying to think about comparing our situation here to yours there. Um, in terms of your level of, like, interaction with them or, like, your presence in, like, around the fence or in the enclosure, like, how often is that or how often are you kind of interacting with them um so great question uh through the fence I, all the time like daily uh as i mentioned like we do the perimeter checks and and um make our staff run up and down the enclosure with mav to kind of give them that that sense of play yeah right um but in the enclosure uh only in um 
sort of necessary time. Uh, we we have the d- divided enclosure still, so we can uh, we'll actually put him on one side and maintain the other. Yeah, and vice versa. Uh, and so, if we have to enter the enclosure for any reason, we will close that gate and and do it without um, physical interaction with math. Yeah. Um, there are times that we've gotten a lot of snow this year, which actually impedes the gate just a little bit. Um, so we've had to go in and do a little bit of maintenance in that regard. Um, but it's a, a very quick interaction where we we have a security run uh, in the enclosure, so we can usually there's two of us. It'll be me and my hubby because. We are uh, essentially his parents. Alpha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're part of his pack. So uh, we know it. Um, I don't want to say safe, but we, we sort of can gauge how he's going to react to us. So yeah. the two of us will enter with equipment and basically Maverick will will come towards us. He'll approach us. Uh, we'll get him into the security run and then again, close the gate and go into the enclosure and do what we need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very brief. There's always two of us. Um, we always make sure that there's no like loose hanging clothing, uh, nothing that he can get a hold of. We've learned that lesson when he was younger, and you try to like brush him, and he steals it, and you never see it again. Yep. Right. Uh, right. So, so we just make sure that we're we're very safe about it if we have to do any of that interaction. But yeah. for the most part, we try to avoid it altogether because mm-hmm. he's so wolf. exactly yeah right so when you guys like go into the enclosure is he like curious and friendly and coming up to you guys oh yes absolutely okay yeah okay yeah it's it's if you like after seeing the way that he played with uh lou it is it is very similar like he very very much reacts to us as if we are nothing different than he is yeah right right but obviously comes at us to to play and yeah. Uh, if if we stand tall, he'll roll over. Like yeah, he's super submissive. Right. Okay. Yeah. But you guys, it's not your intention or desire to like socialize to the point of like Him hanging out pet. or petting or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. No, and I mean in the beginning, he definitely he was raised as part of our education program, and he definitely traveled with us and had that interaction, uh, which has led to to the wolf that we have today. Um, but we never intended beyond that first summer to really have that kind of interaction with him. Yeah. Right, right. Um, because we're just, we're not built to do it. So yeah. uh, it's not particularly safe and we don't want to put any of our staff in that position. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. And, like, it, it's really important for people to he- hear this, like, from somebody who knows wolves so well and, like, from someone who has a wolf who is very friendly and playful that he's still a wolf, right? And, and... It doesn't. It doesn't matter how cute or how cuddly or how whatever they are. Um, you still have to be aware that it is a wolf. Their bodies are capable of different things than ours, um, and they don't necessarily realize that our bodies are are not on the level of theirs. And <laughs> they might be totally innocent in, about something yeah. and, and end up hurting somebody. And this happens with domestic dogs too, for sure. You know, a kid pulls on a dog's tail, they get bitten. It's not a good situation, but when you talk about yeah. a wolf, it's you know it's so much more. They're so much stronger. They're so much faster. Um, yeah. And so this is why you know wolves are not pets. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and that was a huge thing that uh, we tried to instill when we were traveling with Mav in our education program. Like every talk was about how 
different they are. Like, and and even the body language and the things that we were seeing in in Mav and in Lou when they were traveling, just pointing those out and, and talking about how they are very much different. Yeah. Uh, and one of my favorite memories is like, um, I think it was Lou's last program ever. Um, she had traveled with us at the end of the summer. Like, we just knew that it was probably not going to continue beyond that point. And she took a stuffy that she'd had like all summer long and had just gently played with and she ripped its head off in like a split second and wouldn't and then there was fluff like everywhere during our show and people thought it was hilarious and i'm over here like how how are we going to get this away from her yeah exactly and and there was there was no getting it getting away from her and we like we had a very teachable moment and you know, those fluff was fa- flying, and the wolf did not was being very guarded about her newfound fluff. And they, they honestly, they, we just kind of we had to let it roll out and play out the way she wanted it to because she was a wolf and she had a thing she wanted, and we weren't going to get it, and we weren't going to tell her what to do. Yeah. And I was like, this is different than your dog, who yeah. you might have yeah. just said like no and taken that away from. Yeah. I'm over here like. Uh, okay, we're going to talk about the wolf a little longer. <laughs> She's not quite done yet. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's such a important, like, thing to point out, that, like, even in the situation where it's not, it's not, like, our setup or our enclosure, and we have, like, basically zero interaction, even when you do have some interaction yeah. with them, from it's birth. not... Yeah, from... Yeah, yeah exactly. From the first few <laughs> weeks of their life, they're still not going to be your pets and it's your responsibility to understand that and that behavior yeah. of a wolf that you yeah. can't over or underestimate what they're actually capable of so that's really interesting to know that you guys don't yeah really... and I, I admire every time I see photos um, that Stephanie Brown posts uh, for you guys or that you guys post of hers yeah. and I see those like super sweet moments uh, and then the also you know playful moments that she catches yeah, and just seeing like the teeth, the teeth. <laughs> or when they're grabbing like an ear, or they're they're playing in those ways, and thinking, yeah. you know, that someone somewhere thinks that it's a good idea to play with yeah. that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's it. Like, it's shocking how many people come into the Wolf Center and are like, so, like. I had a, a pet wolf growing up, living up in, like, northern Ontario, or, like, yeah, I know somebody who had a wolf dog, or how would I go about getting a wolf dog? And I'm like, whoa, guys, no. Yeah. First of all, yeah. I don't want to know that you had a pet wolf growing up, because, uh. And then, <laughs> second of all, please do not get a wolf dog. Yeah. Please do not. Get a German Shepherd. They're strong enough. Like, <laughs> and even then, if you're asking me if you should get a wolf dog, I'm maybe going to say, hmm maybe you should just babysit someone's dog for a few days before <laughs> before you do that uh do yeah. some research please 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 yeah <laughs> how many people come in and like i've had people come in here and be like oh yeah like your wolves would be the perfect ones to just go in and sit with and just like meditate with them around you and i'm like nope <laughs> no they would not that's a bad idea let's not do that please that's so interesting because I always say, if anybody asks if we go into the enclosure, and I always say that, you know, one of the greatest dangers is, is what happens if I fall down or sit down or, yeah. you know, because that, that puts me in a totally different position. Yeah. Um, and then like, so I can't even imagine like going in and <laughs> meditating. 
it's not, I, not on my to do list. I yeah. yeah, I don't think that would go well for anybody. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Like, um, I I love following up with like different facilities that the wolves have gone to because every facility is so unique in how they handle their animals and and what they do and. Um, you know, we're always try to be fairly choosy about where we'll send them and make sure that they're going to have a good quality of life and not be, you know, unduly interacted with or exploited or what have you. So, I mean, I love seeing pictures of Maverick and hearing about him. And yeah, it's just lovely, like for us and for uh, like, we have so many guests that are like have been coming here for years, but for, for people to hear about like how awesome they're doing it other places. Yeah. Like, they don't have to be here to have a good life. There's other places they can have a really amazing life. And speaking of wildlife, and with Crystal is one of those places. Yeah, totally. This yeah, we appreciate that. that. And uh, we've had a few people come from the Wolf Center to visit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Maverick and Lou when she was here as well. Oh, yes, that's right. Okay. I, 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 as soon as you said that, I'm like, I, just from Facebook, know a few of them that I've seen <laughs> comment on your stuff as well. Yeah. I won't name them, but I, I th- can think of a few of them in my head. They're they're quite sweet people. Um, yeah, and I, I always love when I'm like, I'll be scrolling when you guys were naming the pups last year or like yeah. any of those big, like, responsive posts. Uh, and I always see names that are familiar from our own posts or from people yeah. we've met. That's cool. Yeah. It's the whole wolf community. It's the wolf community. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bringing yeah, people together. They're following your your pups and your pack around. Yeah. Yeah, we're still okay. uh we're still doing pretty good with our three that we have now. They're they're pretty uh pretty happy growing well. That's good. Actually, that's kind of funny to think about comparing like Lou and Maverick to like Union, Uriel, and Eula cuz yeah. Union's definitely like the troublemaker sassy running the show and eula seems pretty like she's really sedate she's yeah, pretty uh she's pretty, mild like, calm and chill and union's like a little bit of a maniac and yeah Uriel just kind of like goes along with it <laughs> Uriel's just along. like a big fella he can just like walk into the space and be like yep i'm here yeah i don't know it's it's really interesting i find though too like compared to kind of what you described it takes longer for us to see their personalities for sure and like get a sense of who they are and kind of where they might fit in it definitely like it takes a while we have to really really watch them to get that sense of who they are yeah and they've got so many more factors right and so many yeah. other wolves to fit in with yeah mm-hmm. yeah Whereas our guys have us yeah exactly <laughs> exactly true, true. Yeah. I wonder what they're saying about us. They look at yeah. their human pack and are like, that's the goofball. I've, yeah. I've yeah. definitely had that dream before. <laughs> I've definitely <laughs> had that dream. Taylor was telling me, she told me she had a dream the other night, and I think I just heard it wrong. But she was like, yeah, I woke, I had a dream that I went out and looked at the enclosure and I couldn't see any of the wolves and then they were actually all in the building running a tour for themselves. It's <laughs> <laughs> like no way. That's amazing. That's, That's the awesome. Thought. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyways. Well yeah. Crystal things you'll have when you're in this kind of field. Yeah. 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 Obviously. It's not an abnormal have... dream. <laughs> <laughs> I have totally had some weird ones where animals are 
not in their enclosures or yeah animals that we don't even have here are in the enclosures oh yeah yeah very night <laughs> at the museum vibes yes animals are we have that like the taxidermy, taxidermy. upstairs yeah you think like <laughs> have dreams where they just come to life and roam around <laughs> yeah we don't go upstairs in the dark no, <laughs> no fair enough fair yeah. enough well, anyways, I feel that we should probably wrap this up at some point. Not not that I, like, <laughs> <laughs> want to stop talking to you. I very much enjoy having these conversations. But thank you so much for taking some time to spend with us and a few moments away from all your critters um, that you're looking after and even the wild ones that you sometimes get called out to rescue. <laughs> um, yeah, that's where I'm heading next. <laughs> perfect. Um, yeah, and, and kind of sharing with some of our folks a bit more about another side of a wolf's life um as it can relate to humans but also we're going to make sure to post some stuff about speaking of wildlife along with this podcast so that way if anyone after learning a bit more would like to support speaking of wildlife or maybe book a virtual program or what have you they can get in contact and learn more about what's going on over that way yeah yeah that's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah well, right. thank you crystal somebody somewhere in some capacity yeah. It's been a long year. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. It, it, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> we're, we're, we're ready for this uh, COVID stuff to yeah, be... Yeah, we're trucking. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, have a lovely afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, no problem. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, yeah thank you. For sure. Give Maverick a, a little howl for us. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say I'm tempted to go outside and see if he'll howl for you. Oh my gosh! Please do. Yeah, please do that. Please do. <laughs> yes. All right. You'll have to listen to me being a silly wolf first. That's okay. I do it all and the then... time. <laughs> right. And then you'll get Tim. Uh, all right. Here goes. Did you guys hear him? Oh my we did. God. That's that was awesome. Good, that's a good boy, Mav. <laughs> yeah, I'm staring straight at me too, being like, why are you yelling? He's like, what, what are you I'm doing, right Mav? Here. I'm right here, Mav. That was awesome. Aww. Well, what a great send-off. Yeah, that was perfect. Yeah. All awesome. right, Crystal, until next time which maybe will be in the spring if we have another pup for you. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Thanks for joining All us. Right. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Beautiful. Well, that was Crystal from Speaking of Wildlife. As I said, awesome. please check out the commentary along with this post if you'd like to find, more, uh, find out more about Speaking of Wildlife and support them as well. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you again so much for joining us on this week's Praising Wolves podcast. Marina and I are both loving this project and having a heck of a lot of fun. We hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Next week, we're going to be answering all of the frequently asked questions that we receive on a daily basis here at the Halliburton Forest Wolf Center. We think this is going to be very beneficial for all of you guys listening who have probably created a list of your own questions at this point. So come join us on that podcast if you want to learn more about the Wolf Center and about wolves in general. Also, remember to hit that subscribe button if you have not already, so you can always stay up to date with these podcasts. 
Thank you again. And as always, here's our very own pack to send you off on the rest of your day. Cheers. <laughs>